This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Senate Republicans have now ratified their committee assignments when it comes to Alabama's two Republican senators. Katie Britt will serve on the Appropriations Committee, the Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee, and the Rules and Administration Committee. Tommy Tuberville will serve on the Armed Services Committee, the Committee for Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, the Veterans Affairs Committee, and the Help, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. Well, cuts are coming within a month to the allotment of money within the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, known as SNAP. The extra money allotted to individuals during the COVID-19 emergency will end this coming March 1st. This means about 400,000 households here in the state will see a drop of as much as $170 to their monthly food stamps. The new government spending bill ends the program for Alabama and 25 other states. The director of the Food Assistance Alabama, Brandon Hardin, says that states that have already started to transition off of the federal funds have seen an increase in food pantries being accessed by the elderly with fixed incomes as well as single parents. A cold case out of New Mexico is revived by investigators in Tuscaloosa. Music teacher Elliot Higgins lived in New Mexico teaching hundreds of students there and died in 2014. Now investigators are linking Higgins to serial rape cases both here in Alabama and other states. The Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit has linked Higgins to two sexual assaults that occurred in Tuscaloosa in 1990 and 2001, as well as another rape case in Colorado that happened in 2004. All three of these assaults occurred at a time when Higgins was serving as a judge for musical instrument competitions that were held on the campuses of universities, including the University of Alabama. DNA has confirmed the link to Higgins in this case with a 99.999 probability rate. The TCVU says their investigation also revealed a string of violent assaults from the 1970s onward that Higgins is now suspected of committing. The Opelika Narcotics Unit made a bust on Wednesday at the Neighborhood Market. The search warrant at that location found illegal narcotics, firearms, and gambling devices. Ten people were arrested and charged for possession of a controlled substance, simple gambling, or both. The ages of those arrested ranged from 32 years old to 66. A Montgomery police officer is no longer on duty after he is charged with domestic violence. 37-year-old Daniel Webster was placed on administrative leave this week after the Montgomery Police Department received notification of the charges coming from the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Webster was involved in a dispute with his wife and son. Webster joined the police department in 2020. 23rd Street in Birmingham will now be open for traffic this Friday after it was closed on Thursday for a film crew. Angel Studios was working on a full-length movie called The Shift. It's a science fiction dystopia that retells the biblical story of Job through a different genre. Angel Studios is a Christian media company out of Utah. That company plans to release the completed film in theaters worldwide. Angel Studios used crowdfunding to finance their production and also allowed investors to purchase shares in the company. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, it may have only been a symbolic vote, but it sure reveals a lot about current members of Congress and their ideology. 86 Democrats voted against a resolution put forth by Republicans that that denounces the horrors of socialism. The resolution says that socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that has time and time again collapsed into communism, 
totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships. The resolution then listed the historical evidence of the Soviet Union, Ukraine, China, Venezuela, and North Korea. All Republicans voted for the resolution. 14 Democrats only voted present, and 84 voted against it. The top economic advisor to President Joe Biden is leaving. Brian Deese has not given an exact date for his last day in that position, but he did announce that he is stepping down. Deese helped craft the American Rescue Plan, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and the Chips and Science Act. Biden has not named a replacement at this point. Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is officially off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. The vote was held on Thursday, and Republicans voted her down as a nominee from the Democrat leadership. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was asked by a reporter if Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia had anything to do with the ousting of Omar. Here's what McCarthy had to say to that. Um, I just want to get you to uh, comment on some of the things that uh, Leader Jeffrey said. He had a press conference before you. He had these posters up of some of the words that members of your conference have said in the past. So can you just respond to some Democrats who... I I wasn't at the press conference, so can you tell me an example? Yeah, well, I'm just saying he... But for example, he had comments from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is she Um, on foreign affairs? No, no. Is she on intel? Okay, I make my case. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled against a city ordinance out of Tampa, Florida, that prohibits counselors from what has been labeled as conversion therapy for those within the LGBTQ community. The court ruled that prohibiting a licensed counselor from providing voluntary talk therapy to minors who are seeking help in reducing or eliminating their unwanted same-sex attraction, behaviors, or identity is unconstitutional under the First Amendment. Liberty Council defended family therapist Robert Vazo in this case against the city of Tampa. Liberty Council Chairman Matt Staver called this ruling a great victory for counselors and clients so that they have the freedom of choice in receiving counsel that is free of political censorship and government-mandated speech. The Cochrane Institute is releasing a report that should put any more mask debates to rest. The Cochrane Institute is considered a gold standard of evidence-based review because it has a rigorous methodology and only uses high-quality evidence. The group recently analyzed 78 global studies on the use of masks to prevent infection. Those studies occurred before COVID as well as during the height of the COVID infection and involved over a million people. The conclusion is that masks make little to no difference in reducing infection or death rates. The masks do inflict harm to children in their schooling and learning process. The results were all published this week in the Cochrane Database of Systemic Reviews Journal. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is in studio to talk about mandatory minimums and more. One of the most impactful moments for me was uh, I took on the child sexual abuse cases right off the bat. Would do the violent crimes in those. And those are hard cases. And you know, it's if you think about those, and most folks don't, but we ask a child to talk about their first sexual experience in front of 12 strangers called a jury. I mean, nobody yeah. wants to raise their hand and do that anyway, right? Yeah. And we ask them to do that and then get called a liar on cross-examination. And so um, there was a young lady that um, was sexually abused by a step-grandfather. I mean, the typical story, grandmother leaves, he does bad things to her, but says, if you tell— you know, your grandma's going to believe me and not you. Uh, you won't be able to come over here anymore. And she allows it to go on for a while. And finally, um, as a result of a 
a really good training program, understanding good touch and bad touch, she, she discloses. And so uh, we're able to have a child advocacy center that worked with her, good investigative work, but they're still tough cases. I mean, they're all circumstantial by and large. You don't have DNA from touching. Yeah. And so we get her in the office to begin with. She can't look me in the eye. I mean, and I get it. I'm a total yeah. stranger. I'm a man. Yeah. All those things. And and yet we said, we're going to help you. And her grandmother chooses the step-grandfather over her. She's kind of shunned by her family as well. Her mom and dad are supportive, but beyond that, really not anybody else. And so we try the case, and she was really brave in what she did. That's why I tell people all the time, kids are my heroes in those moments. Yeah. And she testifies, and then he ends up coming in and saying it's all a lie and you know gives reasons why, and then talks about his military career and why he's such a fine American. And uh, anyway, the jury found him guilty, which in and of itself is a good thing. He's still yeah. there. But she, that little girl and I were uh, together afterwards, kind of in a back room in the courthouse there in Albertville. And she looked at me and she said, I want to thank you. I was like, you don't need to thank me. My job is to convict him. And so that's what I did. She goes, no, I want to thank you for believing in me. And then she gave me a hug and she walked out. Man, I cried like a baby. I mean, just because what I understood was that in the role I had as a prosecutor, kind of in the global sense of what we can do as criminal justice professionals, I didn't just hold an offender accountable. I changed that girl's life for the better because she was able to be reaffirmed through that verdict that she told the truth and that they believed her. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 